Welcome back or welcome to the Daily Driver Podcast. The purpose here, it's pretty straightforward. In the next 10 minutes max, I'm going to share a story, an experience, perhaps an idea that I hope will help you become a little bit better racer today. I'm Luke Bogacki, and this is The Daily Driver. Two of the successful finish line strategies that we detail and and kind of routinely come back to within thisisbracketracing.com are that of what we like to call the dialer and what we like to call the driver. Just simple terms to lay a foundation here when we refer to the dialer, we are adopting a strategy in which we dial our car what we think we can run with the intentions of holding it to the floor if necessary in order to basically just create a a smaller package than our prospective opponents. It's sort of bracket racing 101. The driver strategy is sort of the polar opposite, if you will. As the driver, we're always going to dial up to an ET that is slower than what we can run wide open with the intention of crossing the finish line first by as small a margin as possible and winning the race by those means. Now, is it better to approach racing one way versus the other? Well, the answer there is yes, but it's not always the driver and it's not always the dialer. Like it's super situational. A better question, the question that I want to introduce today or address today is often when we do elect to hold, when we do elect to dial up, how much should we dial up? Because years ago, the answer to this question was simple. The answer was plenty. Dial up enough, right? Better finish line drivers had a significant advantage in years past simply because racing wasn't as precise as it is today. Lights weren't as good. Cars weren't as consistent. More often than not, if you could hit the tree pretty well and stick the nose out in front of your opponent, you were good. Today, as we all know, the margins are much tighter. The room for creativity at the finish line, as a result, smaller. I'll say, and most would agree, particularly when we're talking about eighth mile bracket racing, my car is better than I am. It's possible, and it's likely, that your car is better than you are too. Now, that doesn't mean that I'd advocate for dialing exactly what you can run, utilizing the strict dialer strategy. It's still time and place dependent. There are some inherent advantages to holding. Given the consistency of cars today, however, I would argue that more often than not, it's beneficial, more beneficial, to hold less than more. The idea behind holding ET, it isn't. We don't do it because it makes our job easier. We do it because it makes our opponent's job harder. Holding allows us to quote unquote get away with a worse reaction time by manipulating track position. It allows us to steal a victory in a round that, let's face it, we should probably otherwise lose. So we typically want to hold enough to cover a poor reaction time or at least most of that poor reaction time. But the goal now, more than ever, is ultimately to match the dial-in. That means that we're racing the scoreboard as much, and at times more, than we are racing our opponent. The goal, more than ever, is to get to dead on as much as it is to take a tight stripe. And if the goal is to get to dead on, 
Well, it's easier to kill less CT than it is more. The game, especially in 8th mile bracket racing today, it's all about precision, matching that dial in, oftentimes with a low number in the thousands column. And it's easier to be precise. It's easiest to be precise holding the throttle wide open. Like I said earlier, while that's the most precise, it also it provides the least margin of error. So there's an argument, oftentimes at least there's an argument, to hold a little bit. The point that I'm trying to make here is that less is often more. It's easier to kill one hundredth of a second precisely than it is to kill eight hundredths of a second precisely. And if the goal is to match the dialing, by and large, that's easier to do the less we hope.